All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome to Invest Wisely with Walt Secura of the AKW Group based here in Akron with offices also in Washington, Pennsylvania. The next half hour, we're talking about how he invests their clients' money in uh, portfolios of individually owned stocks traded on the big stock markets in our country. If you have any questions for Walt, you can call us at 330-673-1234. And outside of Akron, including those in Washington, Pennsylvania, listening on WNR.com, it's toll-free at 800-669-4100. Well, Walt, once again, the uh, this market continues to amaze and, and surprise and exceed all expectations. In a very uh, tragic and historic week, the market itself hit several new highs and just uh, doesn't seem to have anything that's going to be stop it from, from going up. Well, what do you think about that? Yeah, Bob, I, I mean, we look at last week and we're not sure, you know, what will be remembered in that week. Um, you know, we had, again, a, a record high number of COVID cases, uh, hospitalizations and deaths. Uh, we had the attack on the U.S. Capitol, which you know is the symbol of democracy and freedom in many eye in many people's eyes. Um, and we had stock markets that continued to push forward. And um, you know, I think the market is just showing its resiliency. Um, last week, we obviously uh, you know got through the Georgia runoffs, and uh, you know, I think the market's looking forward. And what we saw for the week was the S and P 500. Uh, closing up 68 points, uh, moving ahead 1.8% um, for the week, and also being up 1.8% year-to-date. The Dow Jones went up 491 points, up 1.6%, and that's where we sit year-to-date as well. Uh, the NASDAQ had a strong week, up 2.4%, um, and the Russell 2000, uh, the small mid-cap stocks, had a really strong week, up 5.9%. Um, so again, you know, lots of news came out last week. We did see, um, you know, a little bit of rhetoric coming out of the um, the, the Biden elect, uh, you know, kind of administration. He, he gave us some talks on Friday. Uh, some interesting things came out of that. I think one of them was signaling to the Federal Reserve that you know he'll still uh, look to the Fed for for some monetary stimulus for this economy. Uh, we have seen the 10-year Treasury move up to a high um, from from February 24th of last year. Uh, we have the uh, t- the 30-year Treasury now at 1.85 uh, percent, uh, the 10-year at 1.64 percent. Um, we have the uh, the five-year at 0.46 and the one-year at 0.11. So again, uh, Treasury rates have come up a little bit. Um, and, and again, you know, lots to think about, lots to consider. Uh, we're heading into earnings season. So again, we're going to get a lot of reports of companies uh, finishing up the end of the year, and those will start at the end of this week. 
Um, so we're we're feeling okay, Bob. You know, we we just have to have a balanced perspective, and again, continue to. Uh, have that independence of thought, financial discipline, realistic expectations, and common sense. All those things need to be applied uh, at this point. And, of course, as a as an investor, you're always looking at the big picture. And you have a couple of, uh, of acronyms that you are using right now to help think about the, the big picture of investing now. Yeah, these um, these go back to my um, you know my MBA days and some of my teaching at the various universities. You know, there was uh, acronyms that we had. Uh, that just gave mental models uh, for people to think through uh, how the big picture, how the the macro environment looks. Um, the one is PESTEL. It's P-E-S-T-E-L. And if you think about that, um, the P stands for political, um, thinking about things like government policy, political stability, tax policy, labor law, uh, trade restrictions, the E. Uh, stands for economics, uh, so we think about economic growth, interest rates, inflation, disposable income, unemployment rate. Um, the S stands for social, so we think about the population growth and uh, the population distributions, uh, career attitudes, uh, lifestyle attitudes, cultural changes. Uh, the T stands for technology, so you know the level of innovation, automation, um, R&D activity, uh, technological changes that are taking place. Uh, the E stands for the environment, so we think about things like the weather and climate and environmental policies and obviously environmental regulations, and the L stands for legal. Um, so we think about antitrust laws and employment laws and you know uh, consumer protection laws, copyright, patent laws, health laws. So, um, And if you use that framework, you know, every once in a while it's good to think through those things and, and check off as many as you can, you know, if you see them as positive or negative. Um, it helps build a framework in your mind of the way you should be thinking about the big picture. Again, as we say, we spend a lot more time thinking bottom-up. We spend a lot more time looking for strong business models, uh, companies that are financially powerful and attractively priced. But having some perspective of the big picture is always important for investors. Now, we talk about the risks that were in the market that uh, so far the market hasn't seemed to be too affected by uh, political risks. Uh, they kind of bold past all those so far, but uh, what, do, they, do you think they'll have any further impact on the market, um, you know, considering uh, what yet could happen or what might happen in the future? Well, Bob, we saw, you know, the, the Georgia runoffs come to a conclusion. We saw John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock, uh, you know, have won those races. Um, and, and again, you know, that means the government is controlled by the Democratic uh, Party. You know, you have a, a Democratic president and, and administration. You have a, a Democratic uh, House and a Democratic Senate. Um, if we look back in history, as we talked about, you know, we can go back and look at the Obama administration. You know, the market was up 29% over that period of time. Uh, the Clinton administration, the market was up 16%. Um, one of the terms for Carter was up 19, the other one was down 18. Uh, President Johnson up 21% uh, in one of his terms, down 10% another. Um, President Kennedy up 8, Truman up 22 and 37. So overall, you know, there's been a, a pretty good history uh, for Democratic, um, you know, the blue wave and, and the impacts in the market. I think the worries this time is, you know, maybe some of the more liberal policies that might be, you know, projected and what that would mean to democracy and capitalism. And I think also, you know, at this point with a very tenuous economy, any type of tax increases, especially at the corporate level, um, could have an impact. So, you know, things to think about. Um, again, nothing to panic about. I think, you know, a lot of it is overblown. The 
the political sensitivity in our country is, is unbelievable at times. And I, I think calmer heads prevail. And again, we get back to that common sense. Apply common sense here and, and think. Uh, think for yourself. You know, don't don't let your emotions run wild. It's just become way too emotional. Um, so again, we're trying to think as investors would and think about the long term. Look across the tragic events of last week, and you think about uh, protests and social unrest. Do you think any of that will impact the uh, market in 2021? It could, Bob, because it affects emotions and it affects the way people feel. And when you talk about sentiment, you know, investor sentiment, if people are worried and scared, um, you know, I've had a lot of talks with some of my older clients and you know, a lot of them are very concerned about the changes that are happening in our country and, and the amount of media attention, uh, the amount of unrest. It makes people very uneasy. And when people are uneasy, it's hard to think rationally. And, uh, you know, we, we've incited people. We've emotionalized people. Uh, we need to stop. You know, it, it needs to calm down. We we need to go back to, you know, remembering that we are the greatest country in the world. And, it, you know, we need, to, we need to focus on what we do well and, and unite. And uh, all the rhetoric is still very negative from both sides, and uh, I, I pray, you know, that it stops. Now, of course, the other concern about the market as it continues to continue to grow and set more records is overvaluation. Uh, we don't see anything stopping it right now. It continues to push to higher levels. Are you concerned that the market could get ahead of itself? It is, Bob. It's a little bit ahead of itself. I mean, you know, we look at some of these uh, measures like forward price earnings ratio or price to book, price to cash flow. Uh, we know that all these metrics are at very high levels. This market has extended, and, it, and it's trading for perfection. It's trading, you know, with a lot of optimism. Um, a lot of these stocks have run up to highs off a of promise, um, off of a promise recovery uh, that we'll have to see if it happens. Um, you know, again, there's still a lot of uncertainty out there. So, uh, you know, we have to be careful and cautious, and I think this is the time to, you know, really take a look at what you own, uh, think about why you own it, uh, really think about the valuations of, of everything that you own and, and make sure that you're not holding things that are, are way ahead of themselves. Um, you know, that's the discipline that has to be applied. Well, let's talk about the stocks now. As we go with the Stock Talk with Walt Sakira of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Washington, Pennsylvania, uh, you have a chance to call up and uh, ask Walt direct questions about particular stocks that are of interest to you, particular sectors that you think may be doing uh, better in the, in the new economy and the uh, new administration. Give us a call and talk to Walt directly right now at 330-673-1234. That's out of Akron and in Washington, Pennsylvania. Listening on WNR.com, toll-free, 800 800- Six six nine four one hundred lines are open, so you can call right now to talk to Walt Sakira of the AKW Group. Well, we talked about the stocks getting ahead of themselves, and uh, one of those stocks you have to talk about is again the automaker electric uh, electric powered automaker Tesla. It continues to to move up. Uh, it got low as hundred dollars in March, and now it's over eight hundred eighty dollars a share. Now, is this run up justified? Well, I think, Bob, you know, the market tells you um, what's right, and the market's saying that it values this company at extreme levels and extreme optimism. And, uh, you know, so I don't argue with what the market says. Um, you know, this is one that I missed. I mean, I would have loved to own Tesla because, I, as I always said, I, I like the company. I like what they do. I, I like the cars. I like the uh, battery technology. I like the solar technology. Um, you know, back in uh, October, November, I, I had put a, a buy order in. I was I was looking to buy the stock under three hundred and seventy-five dollars a share. It got down to three seventy-nine eleven. I missed it. 
Um, and the stock moved up to 880. So sometimes that happens. You don't chase. You know, I think you have to have discipline. Um, but it, but again, you know, you look at this company, uh, the valuation of this company is now the fifth uh, largest um, valued company, you know, on the S&P 500. Um, it's larger than Berkshire Hathaway, Johnson & Johnson, Visa, MasterCard. It's worth two, more than Disney and Netflix combined. Um, they sell about a half a million cars. I mean, and when you think about that, that's impressive considering they were almost bankrupt. But uh, there's 64, 65 million passenger cars sold globally. Um, you know, Tesla's a very small percentage of, of the car, you know, sales out there. Uh, when you think about companies and valuations, you know, most companies out there, Toyota, Volkswagen, General Motors, Ford, uh, these long-established Ford companies, they tend to trade, if you, if you broke it down to the valuation of the company per car, somewhere between $5,000 and $20,000 per car that they sell. Uh, Tesla is somewhere in the range of $1.6 million per car. So, you know, I, I think, again, it's priced for perfection. It's priced for a lot of promise, for a lot of innovation and technology down the road, um, a lot of adoption that has to continue to happen. Um, and, and again, you know, that's a hard, for me, you know, as an investor, that's a hard price to pay, um, even though I, I, again, really like the company and, and wish I was an owner. I just never found the right price, the right opportunity to get into the stock. Now, the other area that people are concerned about is the big tech area. Amazon, Google, Facebook, Apple, uh, a lot of these stocks have been very, very successful. But uh, somebody said, in fact, I think it was Goldman Sachs, said last week that they think that, that Apple, Apple could drop over 40%, drop 40% from its current levels. Now, you hold Apple, of course, in your core equity portfolio. Do you think that that Goldman Sachs report is uh, worth considering? Yeah, Goldman Sachs is a really bright company, Bob. I mean, they have some of the smartest people on the planet and some of the smartest analysts out there. And, uh, you know, they've been very bearish on Apple for quite some time. Um, Apple, again, is trading at some pretty extreme valuations if you look historically. You know, it's uh, it's definitely priced, uh, you know, very high. Uh, if you look at their forward P-E ratio, you know, they're trading at 40 times. Um, that's uh, over a 50% higher valuation than they typically have had in the past. Uh, Goldman really points to the fact that they think the fundamentals are going to disappoint in 2021. They feel that the the 5G iPhone uh, will fail to meet expectations. That you know the the price premium will be continue to be hard for for you know uh, people to continue to pay when there's other phones that you know offer um, you know similar value. And um, they also are very worried about the sliding sales. Uh, in China, you know, because again, China has been a big growth uh, driver for Apple, and there's a lot of uh, unsure expectations coming out of China right now. So um, it's very possible, you know, that Apple could sell off. Um, but again, there's many analysts that follow this stock. If if you look at, you know, all the analysts out there, there's 20 buy recommendations, seven outperform recommendations, nine hold recommendations, two underperform recommendations, and one sell recommendation uh, that's coming from Goldman. But you know you have to consider all the positive and all the negative uh, when you're thinking about a, a position and something you want to continue to hold. We're talking to Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron, taking your calls about stocks and stocks investing at 330-673-1234. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Hi. Uh, Walt, I want to ask you about uh, how do you see the future of uh, defense stocks with the uh, Democrats in charge now? 
Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, I think defense um, is something that obviously gets gets budget allocation. No, no matter what, um, you know, party is in control. Uh, you know, there was a, a lot of concern uh, about uh, when when the Trump administration came in that uh, there was a lot of underspending and the military needed to catch up, and a lot of spending was kind of you know went that way. Um, it'll it'll be interesting to see you know how the new administration. I think a lot of the uh, Thoughts through the um, the election process were that you know there would be less spending on defense, that it's not as needed, that different foreign policy would lead to less need for defense uh, defense spending. Uh, so we'll just have to really see how that plays out. But it's definitely something to uh, pay attention to and think about. Okay, and uh, I liked your recommendation last week on uh, Zoetis. I, I've had that. Uh for about a year, and it's uh, done pretty good. So uh, that was good. Your information kind of—I felt like it validated my uh, my selection there. Well, that's so. good. I'm glad to hear that. Thanks yeah. for calling. Yeah, you're welcome. Goodbye. Three three zero six seven three one two three four. Talk to Walt Sukera of the AKW Group about individual stocks, and and again, uh, his recommendations, his thoughts on those stocks. If you're considering investing in them, or or just want to ask him more questions about how he invests his clients' money in these portfolios of individually owned stocks. So we're talking about about you know the big uh, tech stocks. Another uh, stock that uh, people talk about now is uh, Alibaba, and also. Uh, Jack Ma, you hold a position in Alibaba, but uh, Alibaba rather, but uh, Jack Ma is a uh, kind of missing from the public view. Now, is your concern about the lack of a visibility of of that stock concerning you as an investor in Alibaba? Yeah, well, Jack Ma was the founder of Alibaba, Bob, and I mean, I, obviously, when the founder and the the face of the company disappears, um, it, it starts to re- really make people worry and wonder. <clears throat> um, you know, let's go back and just look at some of the positives. You know, Alibaba is an impressive company, um, Chinese company. Obviously, they have uh, an active user base twice the size of that that we have here in the U.S. population. Uh, they have a dominant e-commerce business that is actually bigger and more profitable than Amazon and Walmart. Um, uh, their main business, Alibaba.com, connects manufacturers with wholesale buyers worldwide. Their Tabo.com uh, is the go-between for buyers and sellers, much like eBay. Uh, they have the T-Mall, which is a marketplace for global brands like Nike. Um, you know, China, you know, you have to understand this company is really an innovative and, and a pretty spectacular company. Um, and they also have, you know, a complementary uh, cloud computing business and shipping and logist- logistics business. Um, and then they created Alipay, which is much larger than PayPal Holdings. So uh, the company has a lot of fundamental reasons why we like it. But, again, it shows how fast, and you know, the, the risk that you have in a country like China that, um, you know, the, the main face of the company could disappear. Disappear. I mean, you know, think if, uh, you know, one of our uh, Elon Musk or uh, Tim Cook or, you know, somebody, one of our big, uh, uh, you know, founders or uh, CEOs of a company just went missing for, you know, a month or two, uh, it would really raise a lot of questions. Um, so there's obviously political risk, uh, you know, that, that are expensive. You know, exist over in China, and you have to be aware of that when you invest in these companies. But uh, we continue to look at Alibaba. We like the business model. We like the the ability to have that exposure. Um, you know, we just talked about Tesla, uh, which you know trades. If you look out at 2024, which again is an educated guess, but you know Tesla trades at 100 times free cash flow. Um, Amazon trades at 15 times free cash flow. 
Uh, Alibaba, you know, trades at 11 times free cash flow, so a much cheaper valuation and a a company with a lot of upside. But uh, there are risks, and, and we have to pay attention to those. Take another call now for Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron. Go ahead, you're on the air. Morning. I wondered uh, what's your opinion of Coca-Cola, symbol KO. They, there was a real good review two weeks ago in uh, Barron's, and then last week they had three downgrades. Uh, it went down to about 49 and, uh, and change. Uh, you think for a long-term uh, dividend play, it would be a good investment? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, you know, Coca-Cola, I think, is uh, is one of those, you know, blue chip, stalwart type of companies that has been around for a long time. It's a it's a great business model um, and an, an amazing brand, you know, when you think about all the different beverages that they offer worldwide. Uh, the, the real value proposition is their logistics, you know, the fact that they deliver to all corners of the world. Um, and you don't build that logistics system very easily. Uh, so again, strong dividend, strong dividend growth. Um, I know that you know they want to continue to be on that dividend uh, aristocrats list. Uh, so yeah, I think this is one we're taking a look at. I, I like. I saw the article in Barron's that you were talking about. I read it. I, I've been an owner of Coca-Cola at various times in my career. Um, I've been paying attention to it as well, and I like the fact that it dropped. And you know, if it dropped a little bit more. Um, I definitely think it's one that uh, could be added into a core uh, equity type of portfolio. Okay, thank you. Thank you for calling 330-673-1234 to talk to Walt Sakira of the AKW Group here in Akron. Uh, I saw the uh, changes that you made to your small and mid-cap portfolios at the beginning of the year. On January 6th, you added the Teladoc Healthcare stock at about $204 per share. Now, tell the folks again, what is Teladoc and why you added this to that small mid-cap portfolio? Yeah, Teladoc Health is the virtual healthcare provider, um, Bob, that provides, you know, a, a telehealth platform for delivering uh, 24-hour on-demand healthcare services. Um, they have a physician's network that is extremely large now. Uh, the pandemic has kind of, again, uh, accelerated the, the adoption of this and the the use of it by companies, by consumers, by doctors, um, you know, because people are trying to distance, and it's it's easier to see people, you know, via, uh, you know, a uh, teleconference and, and, you know, review their health symptoms and, and try to treat them. Um, so we, we see this acceleration in what we call digital medicine, um, and again, Teladoc is a leader there. Uh, one of the interesting things about Teladoc as well is that they purchased a, a company, uh, Livonga, uh, which is a healthcare guidance platform, and, and they also do, um, they actually do the uh, monitoring of, of these devices, uh, wearable devices and devices that people have that, that track um, you know, sugar levels and uh, it, different aspects of their health. Um, so again, we really like Teladoc. We like the long-term potential of the company, and, and we think it's very innovative and, and it's on track to you know, perform very well over the next few years. Now, do you think that those kinds of stocks are going to be uh, even uh, more trending as we continue to move through this uh, uh, COVID uh, shutdown and maybe even after that? Yeah, I think the virtual health revolution is big, Bob, and I'm looking at a number of companies in this area, a few more that I may buy in that small mid-cap portfolio. I, I really like the space. Um, I, I think that healthcare is something that's evolving and transitioning, and uh, you know, so I, I, I like the stocks that are you know in this in this particular area. 
Another stock that you bought last week, uh, uh, Callaway Golf Company. They make those uh, good golf clubs. You bought that on January 5th at $24.50 a share. Uh, you were considering buying that stock. What uh, what made you actually uh, uh, put your money down and uh, add it to the uh, small mid-cap portfolio? Yeah, Bob, I think we had a caller call in, but, I mean, I had already been looking at it. I, I just, you know, it, it, it made me kind of go back and continue to evaluate the story, which, you know, once something appears on my list, I spend a lot of time, you know, uh, pondering over whether I want to make that that purchase or not. Uh, I really like the last quarter. I really like the acquisition of Top Golf. I, I think that uh, this is going to be a very diverse company, you know, with a lot of different product offerings that you know goes towards the the really kind of hardcore golfer, but it also goes towards the casual golfer, somebody that's looking for an entertainment experience, something to do. Um, and we we talked about, I think there's a lot of built up demand of people wanting to get out of the house and do different things. So I, I just think they're they're positioned really really well, and uh, you know th- I thought it was a really good stock to add at this point in time. Now, do you tend to add more stocks to that small mid-cap portfolio than your core portfolios, or which gets uh, moved around more? Yeah, we tend to trade it a lot more, Bob. The small mid-cap portfolio, you know, again, we, we look at those stocks a little bit differently. Um, they become overvalued very quickly. They become undervalued very quickly. And uh, we're not afraid to trade that portfolio. It's, it's, it's harder in the core portfolio, you know, when you own companies like an Apple or a Starbucks or uh, you, you know, a, a Microsoft, it's hard to trade out of those stocks because they are such big, stalwart, blue-chip companies. The stories don't change very dramatically. Uh, but in the small mid-cap portfolio, you know, you have changes. And the number one reason that we sell, Bob, is, again, because we find a better idea. So, you know, we're always out there looking for our best ideas. Um, in that portfolio, you know, we want to be in the best ideas at all times. So we're more, uh, you know, there's a lot more reason for us to sell something and buy something when we really want to have it in the portfolio. Of course, remembering that the uh, people at KKW Group, they are affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company, which gives them access to all kinds of uh, financial planning, retirement planning tools, estate planning reviews, uh, tax analyses, uh, and more. So now that 2020 has ended and we'll be soon filing our taxes, uh, what are some of the things your tax experts are talking to you about that perhaps our listeners should, uh, should consider as they're getting ready to uh, get those taxes ready? Yeah, start to, it's time to start planning, Bob, making sure that you're, you know, communicating a little bit with your advisor out there and you're, you're collecting the documents that you're going to need to protect, the, you know, to get the return done. Uh, the contribution limits, you know, if you can make an IRA contribution or a Roth conversion, I mean, it's definitely time to consider that and think about it. Um, HSA contributions also, you know, how you get to that April 15th time frame to make those contributions. Um, you know, I, I think it's important, you know, to, to do a review. Um, to think about uh, the tax situation, to make sure you're not caught by surprise, um, and that you, you file, obviously, timely. And, uh, of course, if you want more information about that or want some help, you can always call the AKW Group here in Akron. Dr. Walter his team locally. That number is uh, 234-466-7476. And in uh, Washington, Pennsylvania, you can call Sue Marshall and her team over there, 412-480-5090. Well, the week coming up ahead... Uh, boy, if it's anything like last week, I think we could kind of kind of spare ourselves that. So let's hope it's a much quieter week uh, overall. But uh, the big drama will be tonight between uh, uh, the Browns and the Steelers, and of course with the office there and outside of Pittsburgh and the office here in Akron. Uh, there should be some interesting uh, discussions <laughs> before that game gets underway, and possibly tomorrow morning too. Yeah, we had some interesting ones last week, but they told me that one didn't count because they were resting all their players, and uh, so we get to do it again. And uh, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, as I said, it's been a, 
a very sad history uh, when you think back. You know, since the Browns came back, thirty-five, seven, and one. Uh, hopefully, you know, we're rolling two in the playoffs against them. Hopefully, we go out and get a victory, and uh, you know, give me a little bit of bragging rights over that office over there in Western PA. And quickly, what about the market next week? Uh, next week, Bob, we got some earnings reports coming out at the end of the week. The big banks will start reporting. We got some economic data, and again, we'll watch this political situation. Hopefully, things all calm down and calmer heads prevail. And once again, if you'd like to start the new year with some good investment advice, uh, give Walt Secure and his team a call at the AKW Group in Fairlawn on West Market Street, 234-466-7476, 234-466-7476, and tell them that you heard him here on WNIR Kent Akron. Don't forget, in Pennsylvania, call Sue Marshall at 412-480-5090. Talk to you next week, Walt. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Alibaba Group Holding Limited, symbol B-A-B-A. Amazon.com, symbol A-M-Z-N. Apple Inc., symbol A-A-P-L. Berkshire Hathaway, symbol B-R-K. Callaway Golf Company, symbol E-L-Y. The Coca-Cola Company, symbol K-O. The Walt Disney Company, symbol D-I-S. Ford Motor Company, symbol F. General Motors, symbol G-M. Johnson & Johnson, symbol J-N-J. MasterCard Incorporated, symbol MA. Microsoft Corporation, symbol MSFT. Netflix Inc., symbol NFLX. Starbucks Corporation, symbol SBUX. Teladoc Inc., symbol TDOC. Tesla Inc., symbol TSLA. Toyota Motor Corporation, symbol TM. Visa, symbol V. And Zoetis Inc., symbol ZTS. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated Make some market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates managed or co-managed a public offering of Alibaba Group Holding Limited in the past 12 months. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Alibaba Group Holding Limited in the past 12 months.